episode. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. We shall have world government whether or not we like it, declared James Paul Warburg on February 17, 1950. He was speaking before the United States Senate. He said the only question is whether world government will be achieved by conquest or consent. And so today, we surgically explore the hidden depths of the final battle for dominion. Today, you may wonder, what are you walking about? What are you talking about today? Well, friends, we have just experienced what is called an indictment. This is not an indictment of Donald Trump. This is an indictment of America's standing purposes. This is an indictment of our Constitution. It is an indictment of the Bill of Rights. It is an indictment of the moral and spiritual condition of our country. It's an indictment of our national motto, In God We Trust. It's an indictment of our national anthem. It's an indictment of our national purpose. It's an indictment of our founders at Jamestown our founders at Plymouth, and our founders at, well, up there in the Puritan colony, Massachusetts Bay. It's an indictment of all righteousness, and it's an indictment of the future. President George H.W. Bush said the new world is struggling to be born. The opportunity that he so eagerly desired to seize was the building of a new world order. Over 200 times, the senior president, a Republican, declared this new world order during his administration. It was historic. It was as if the world had become pregnant, and the president of its reigning superpower was deputized to announce the conception long thought be but the rantings of spiritual or conspiracy theorists. But the gestation period was not given. The birth would come in the fullness of time, heaven's prophetic time, and Satan's false gospel hour to seduce the world. It would be man's glorious gospel of self-salvation, of utopian peace and of global safety without the God of creation, and a biblical revelation. A substitute God would be prepared, designed supposedly democratically, without dogma or doctrine offensive to a multicultural, religious, pluralistic world intent on global unity. In fact, the scriptures had warned, when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But such warnings, however dire, are deemed unworthy in the face of such lofty ambitions as a global order of unprecedented peace and prosperity. In fact, it was Tony Blair there in the U.K., speaking as if he were the president of the world, said, This is the moment to be seized. The kaleidoscope has been shaken. Let us reorder this world around us. Today, humankind has the technology to destroy itself or to provide prosperity to all. Yet science can't make that choice for us. Only the moral power of a world acting as a community can. So, the very concept 
of a grand global order almost defied the imagination of people then, and for most today, still does. Today, on Viewpoint, we see, we are going to see, and we're going to take a very careful look at how the indictment of a once and future president of the United States is actually part of a full court press to finish the job to launch the new world order and the Great Reset. So I welcome you to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Myers. Conversation with ever conviction. Talk that transforms today is no exception. What we're looking at today is not primarily a matter of politics. Yes, politics is involved. It's not primarily a matter of geopolitics. Yes, geopolitics are involved. It's not primarily a matter of the economy. But perhaps somewhere along the line, economics are involved. It's not primarily a matter of Russia or Ukraine or Iran or any other geopolitical location in the country or world. It is primarily a spiritual issue. If we do not see it as a spiritual issue, we will miss the total picture and be led astray at every point and will be seduced into false responses to what has happened and what is about to happen. So again, I welcome you to Viewpoint. Viewpoint does determine destiny. There are no neutral viewpoints. And again, while we're going to share some of the responses that have taken place in response to the indictment of President Donald J. Trump, we are also going to build a different kind of case, one that you are not hearing anywhere in the country. In fact, I was speaking with my wife yesterday as I listened to the various uh, news programs and so on and the comments of people from all different walks, all different political persuasions, including some of the most prominent Republican and so-called conservative voices, whether they be politicians or whether they be on radio or television, and not one of them, Not one of them even alluded to the real problem. Not one of them. The real problem, my friend, is the pursuit of globalism. And it's not a pursuit of globalism as just a mere geopolitical uh, antic or intention or so on. If you think that's what we're talking about, you're missing the point totally. That's where the so-called conspiracy theories come in to try to annihilate that kind of thinking as if it's just political. Friends, the politics are just the symptom of the deeper issue. The indictment of President Donald J. Trump is a symptom of a much, much bigger issue and is a major step on the road to try to finally secure the advancement to the one world government. Now, you won't hear Mr. Alan Bragg, the DA, talk anything about that. Because really, he's got a lot of pride on the line. 
You see, there could be multiple motivations why people will do things. And actually, he is, shall we say, a pawn or a small engine to accomplish a much bigger task on behalf of former president or current president Biden and his administration, but also, much more importantly, those who are seeking, both Republican and Democrat, seeking to establish a one-world government. You may think that's strange, but perhaps if you listen carefully, you heard the words of a former president of Republican, George Herbert Walker Bush, who declared at the time of the Persian Gulf issue that it offered a rare opportunity to move toward an historical period of cooperation. Out of these troubled times, he said a new world order could emerge, a new era. That's where we are, friends. His son carried the banner. His grandfather carried the same banner. And they were all Republicans. Here we go. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. From the ruins of World War II, a global phenomenon began to develop. Just as Israel began its phenomenal resurrection from the historical obscurity in fulfillment of biblical prophecy on May 14, 1948, so Europe began a breathtaking rise to world prominence in 1951 with the European coal and steel community or common market. Then came the treaties of Rome in 1957 and 1958, Their declared aim was to give Western Europe greater influence in world trade and economic affairs. By 1999, a single European currency, the euro, was created and now competes with the dollar for global acceptance. The Mousetrap Treaty of 1993, the very year we formed Save America Ministries to woo and warn the world, and particularly Christians, of that which was to come to prepare the way of the Lord for history's final hour, the Maastricht Treaty of 1993 established the political entity known as the European Union. The renowned Roman Empire of antiquity then faded into diverse peoples and countries from the Mediterranean to the Baltic and North Seas for 2,000 years. But as the current curtain is drawn on the church age, the countries are now clamoring to be included in the spectacular resurrection of Rome. 27 nations historically at enmity now embrace as political friends all in pursuit of security and prosperity or the Hebrew word shalom. Never before in history has a nation obliterated from its roots and dispersed to the four winds for 2,000 years been resurrected in its own land as was Israel against all social and political and economic odds. But by contrast, never before in history have so many countries and peoples now nearly 800 million voluntarily come together in time of peace, as has the European Union. In fact, Jacques Delos, former head of the resurrecting Rome, said, we must hurry because history is waiting. 
Well, prophecy, my friends, is not waiting, but rather it's surging inexorably toward the second coming of Christ, God's promised Prince of Shalom. And in less than a generation of 70 years, the world witnessed the rebirth of Israel, the apple of God's eye, and the rebirth of Rome. So the deceivers counterfeit, merging the spirit of Egypt and the spirit of Babylon and the spirit of Rome into one massive global enterprise destined to declare dominion over the souls of men, including yours. Babel of Babylon is being built, rebuilt in men's hearts as mystery Babylon. Just as the kingdom of God through the Israel of God is being given life through the hearts of men as the mystery of God. So what we're looking at is two kingdoms that are coming into mortal and eternal conflict. Satan, as the god of this world, is drawing the peoples of this planet into a godless oneness. In fact, in drafting the historic Treaty of Lisbon as the constitution for the reviving Roman Empire, the European Union elite refused to even recognize God, having embraced the godless antipathy of the French Revolution. Rather, this expanding union chose to declare its rebellion against the Creator by adopting symbols to set itself blatantly against Christ's coming kingdom, like the 12 stars of the European Union flag set themselves against the Christ's 12 disciples and the 12 tribes of Israel. The Tower of Babel, through a variety of European posters and other depictions, displays with open contempt for the oneness in Christ, boldly declaring man's intent to unify his own salvation. So the European Parliament in Strasbourg is even architecturally designed to visually replicate with a modern flair the ancient Tower of Babel, and now even Amazon has declared and shown its architectural rendering for its new headquarters in our nation's capital, built as a Tower of Babel. But the political rebuilding of Rome is not yet complete. But it's in the process of being completed. In fact, the European dream came about with its emphasis on inclusivity, diversity, sustainable development, and interconnectedness as the world's first attempt at creating global consciousness. That's what grabbed the mind and heart of Barack Obama and why he was celebrated throughout the world and in Europe at the Vanderburg Gate as the Messiah. In fact, Der Spiegel magazine had uh, Barack Obama as the representative of the new global order coming into view, had him, his picture on the front cover of this new German news magazine, declaring the Messiah factor. Are you beginning to get the picture? As quickly as possible, I'm attempting to lay the foundation as a much, much bigger picture that most people are not aware of, our news agencies are not interested in, even Fox News, Glenn Beck, Tucker Carlson, Newsmax, or any other group that you are listening to will not deal with this issue. They just won't. Because the bigger issue, friends 
in order to understand the dynamics of what has been taking place over the past six, seven years with regard to the coming on of Donald Trump, with regard to the reaction of the world, and particularly American politicians and the news media. And then now, with the legal attacks continually on the man, not a perfect person like you or not, if the same thing were done to you, you would be in jail already. Because there's no way that you could avoid not being accused of violating some law. There are too, the, the laws are far too voluminous. Everybody is guilty somewhere of violating the law. So that isn't the issue. The issue is why. Why is this taking place? If you think the issue is about an election alone, you are sadly mistaken. This is not about an election alone. This is about de, uh, destroying forever the last perceived person, force, power, influence that could possibly interfere with the pursuit and final implementation of the Great Reset and the New World Order. That's what it's about. That's all that it's about. And that's why it's so desperate. Because they know that somehow Donald Trump, with his MAGA, Make America Great Again, is such an antithetical force to globalism, they could not believe that he could possibly be elected. And when he was, the declaration from the moment of his election was that he would be destroyed. They would do everything possible to destroy him, even if it's conjuring up false stories, false representations, false accusations that have gone over and over and washed over and over and over the dam and having no ultimate purpose, no ultimate uh, value or proof. Not one. And they're desperate. It's not just Democrats. It's Republicans and Democrats. There is a group of Republicans who are sold out to a new global order, just like George Herbert Walker Bush was, just like his daddy was and his granddaddy, just like George W. Bush was. That's why George Herbert Walker Bush, by the way, voted for Hillary Clinton because she was a globalist. He, as the president, former president and Republican, voted for Hillary Rodham Clinton because she and her husband, Bill Clinton, were consummate globalists. That's what the election was all about. They could not countenance the idea that anybody should have the temerity to announce we're going to make America great again. We're going to go back. We're not going to pursue this globalistic idea. We're not going to pursue allowing the World Health Organization and the World Economic Forum and all of these globalistic elites and Europe and all of these things. We're not going to allow them to rule this last bastion of human freedom called the United States of America. 
the one representing that stand was a fellow by the name of Donald J. Trump, the most unsuspected, the most unbelievable person to have taken on that role. Nobody would have ever believed it. Probably you either. And certainly not me. I actually opposed Donald Trump in the primaries there before the election of 2016 because I knew of his moral or not-so-moral history. But then, come to find out, the majority of those in Congress have been immoral, or at least huge numbers of them, so much so that there's a whole history of them clandestinely paying out monies, hush monies, out of your tax dollars from the con- from the Congress, paying out hush monies to, well, women or men that we they had become involved with other than their spouses. This isn't a Donald Trump issue, friends. This is a whole America issue. This is a whole Congress issue. In fact, this issue pervades the pulpits of America. If you've been following the news for the past 30 years. That's not the point. That's not the issue here. The issue isn't Stormy Daniels. Both she and Donald Trump deny that there was an affair. So where are you going to go? Look, don't get caught up with the business as usual talking heads that have nothing whatsoever to say of value concerning what is really going on and why. (coughs) Unless and until you understand that, we are wasting our time, and that's why I refuse to waste your time here on this program today. I want to make available to you my book, King of the Mountain. The eternal epic end time battle. For it is said that he who rules the Temple Mount rules the world. You say, well, what does this have to do with the Temple Mount? Friends, it has everything to do with it. Because those who are striving for dominion ultimately are being sought by Satan, the deceiver himself, to be used as the final expression of his purported imminent glory to rule and reign from the Temple Mount, from the Temple itself, where he will walk in one day and declare himself God on behalf and as head of the New World Order. Are you listening? I want to make available to you the book King of the Mountain, The Eternal Epic and End Time Battle. I wrote this book in 2000, well, actually I wrote it in 2012, it came out in 2013, exactly 10 years ago. People ask me, how in the world could you have known these things 10 years ago? How could you have written about this? My only answer to that, friends, in is in and of myself, I could not have. But one day... In a very simple way, I was walking down the hallway, 
And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit spoke to me in a very simple way. He said, son, I want you to know why the world is in such chaos today. I want you to know the reason for it and how it fits the bigger picture of my kingdom, biblical prophecy, and the history of mankind. From the beginning of creation till now and until Yeshua comes. And here's what he told me. It's very simple. He said it's the battle for king of the mountain. You say, well, what is that? When we get back, I'll tell you. It's so simple. And yet, as I began to apply that, all of this book came together. And it will bring it all together for you as well. $15 on our website, King of the Mountain. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. It's a dark moment in American history, but it's not just a dark moment in American history. It's a dark moment in world history. And here's the reason. Because the goal is to tear down the last best hope of Earth. Abraham Lincoln, there at his Gettysburg Address, talked about our nation being the last best hope of Earth. He said this nation under God would have a new birth of freedom. The government of the people, by the people, and for the people should not perish from the earth. The globalists do not believe in that statement. They despise that statement. They do not want a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. All of their rantings about democracy are actually deceptive rantings. They despise democracy, at least representative democracy. They want the rule of a despotic majority because they're so smart. So it's a dark moment in American history and also a dark moment in world history. If indeed our country was anything close to the last best hope of Earth as human beings could devise a country. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy last night from his chamber he said the House chamber will hold 
Alvin Bragg to account for an unprecedented abuse of power, saying that the Manhattan District Attorney's unprecedented indictment of former President Donald Trump has irreparably damaged our country. He's right. Irreparably damaged our country. In what way has it irreparably damaged our country? It's demonstrated that the law is not to be applied equally to all, but it's to be used as a weapon against your political opponents or to achieve ultimate different kinds of political or global goals. Whatever I have to do to use the law as a weapon rather than to protect and preserve law and order, that's what we're going to do. McCarthy went on to make clear that Congress would not stand idly by what, by what Trump and his allies believe is an attempt to use the legal system to hijack the 2024 presidential election in which Trump is currently the leading GOP field by a wide margin. He said Alvin Bragg has irreparably damaged our country in an attempt to interfere in our presidential election. You see, the very thing the Democrats were screaming about, they did. It's called projection, friends. It's a psychological defense mechanism, well-known. They projected on Republicans the very thing that they were doing. So, McCarthy said, as he, Alvin Bragg, routinely frees violent criminals to terrorize the public, he weaponized our sacred system of justice against President Donald Trump. The American people will not tolerate this injustice, and the House of Representatives will hold Alvin Bragg and his unprecedented abuse of power to account. Alan Dershowitz, a Democratic voter, liberal attorney, revered, has said this was nothing but a persecution, a legal persecution, rather than a legitimate prosecution. And when the information from the grand jury came out, he made this statement. The grand jury leak is the real crime. It's a felony. But it doesn't matter, because it's all about getting the result. Oppressing the country legally inducing fear at every level, and this is what exactly the KGB was about in Russia, friends. This is exactly what Joseph Stalin did in the Soviet Union. This is what Hitler did in Germany. And the Democrat Party is doing exactly the same thing. Exploiting the law illegitimately to create intense fear to suppress all resistance. Now, I want to go back to answer the question, then what does this King of the Mountain thing mean? Most young boys have played a game called King of the Mountain or King of the Hill, where 
one gets on top of a mound. It could be a, a mound of snow or a mound of dirt or clods of whatever, uh, a mound of stone. It could be a mound of just about anything. And it doesn't matter how tall it is. He gets up there and declares himself to be king of the hill or king of the mountain. Well, then his buddies all get involved in it, and they decided, well, you're going to declare yourself king of the hill. I'm going to be king of the hill. So they try to get him down. They try to pull him down. Well, they can't do it individually, so they conspire together. They confederate together to do what they can't do individually. And so ultimately they get him down, and one of them gets up there and declares himself now to be the new king of the hill or king of the mountain. Even if those young men had sisters, most of those sisters played in that game. This is something that is so common around the world that 90-plus percent of young men, boys, males, know exactly what this is about when we talk about king of the mountain or king of the hill. And here's what the Lord told me. He said, that childhood game expresses in total simplicity the whole history of mankind as expressed in the Bible from the book of Genesis on through the book of Revelation, including including the story, the account of Satan, nor then called Lucifer, in the mount of God in the heavens, from which he was cast out. Remember, Satan said, I will be like the Most High God. I will ascend to the heights of the north. But he can't do it himself. He has to do it through a human kind, through human beings. And now, after all of these 6,000 years of human history, we're coming to the radical conclusion that, my friends, this, all of the impeachments, and now this uh, indictment are all part of the same picture. They see Donald Trump having ascended to a king of the mountain position with regard to America, the most powerful nation on earth at the moment. And he declares, we're not going into this globalist thing. We're going to just remain the United States of America, we're going to stand strong. As George Washington said, we're not going to get involved with all of these foreign things. We're going to come out of the Paris uh, uh, Climate Accords. We're not going to play this game. We're not going to play the game with Iran, as uh, Barack Obama tried to do, and then Joe Biden. No, we're not going to do that. We're America. We're going to be our own country and we're going to live according to our own principles and not these so-called Democrat values that are debaucherous and decadent. We're not going to do that. We're going to elevate God back into the environment. And who would have ever believed that a man like Donald Trump would be used to publicly elevate God and Jesus Christ back into public declarations in this country when Democrats do everything they can to avoid the name. Are you beginning to get the picture? 
This is a spiritual issue, and it's about the greater panoply of God's prophetic purposes in the world. It's not just about America. America is a big player here, but it's not the only player. And when you read my book, King of the Mountain, your eyes are going to flash open, and you will never go to sleep again reading this book. It's a $20 book, yours for $15 on our website, saveus.org. King of the Mountain, the eternal epic end time battle. On our website, saveus.org, you can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA, or you can write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Write a check at $5 for postage and handling. Now, let's talk about some of the other things that you're hearing on the news. I'm sure that you have heard the name George Soros over and over again. You've heard people on the Democrat side say, if you say anything about George Soros, you're just an anti-Semite because he happens to be Jewish. What an absolute mockery of what it means to be Jewish. It has nothing to do with whether he's Jewish or not. It has to do with what he stands for. So let me know, let me let you know what he stands for. Would you like to know? Would you be interested in knowing what George Soros stands for? I have the articles in front of me. I did some of this research last evening just so I would make sure that I was telling you the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth and didn't make anything up out of whole cloth out of my own mind. So here are a series of articles. I hope you're ready for this because every one of them is about globalism. Every single one of them is about globalism. George Soros and globalism. Mr. Soros has no love affair for America. He wants to destroy America because it's the last bastion on earth that is preventing the new world order. We'll be right back. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they loved one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Today we're looking at the real reason behind the indictment of uh, former President uh, 
Donald Trump. It has nothing to do with whether he's a Republican or not. That's it. That, that doesn't even count. It has to do with what he stands for under the name of Republican. He could stand, he could be under some other name, and it would still be exactly the same. Why? Because what he represents is not Republicans. He represents America. He represents the history of America. He represents the formative purposes of America. He represents the best of what America was intended to be, as best he understands it with his limited spiritual historical understanding. And they hate him for it. They hate him for it because it stands in the way of their pursuit and their final effort to achieve the new world order. Remember, Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum, declared that the Great Reset would be implemented before or on or before 2030. We are now seven years from that. And it has been said, you probably have heard it said, there is such pressure Declarations that 2023, that's our year right now, is the must-implement year to begin the final steps to complete the New World Order by 2030. The United Nations has the same agenda. It's called the 2030 Agenda. So the globalist those who are sold under Satan to a new world order are absolutely intent, violently intent when necessary, even to use the law illegitimately and even violently to take down other people. It doesn't matter. Whatever you have to do to achieve your agenda, that's their goal. Even Nancy Pelosi came out today. She she doesn't care whether there was any truth to the thing. All she cares, he said, well, prove your innocence. Really? I thought Nancy Pelosi, as the former Speaker of the House, was supposed to be in favor of the American democratic ideal under the Constitution, where everybody is deemed innocent until proven guilty. She said just the opposite. Why would she say that? Because it doesn't matter to them. The law doesn't matter unless it can be used as a weapon. Now, George Soros and his family helped push the Manhattan DA Bragg into power. In May of 2021, the financier George Soros pushed a million dollars to the Color of Change PAC which turned around and spent big backing uh, Bragg's candidacy, big money uh, backing his candidacy. George Soros' son, Jonathan Soros, and his wife, Jonathan's wife, Jennifer Allen Soros, donated directly to Bragg's campaign. Jonathan Soros sent a $10,000 check to the new district attorney office. 
Three days later, his wife sent another $10,000 check. You know where their minds and hearts are. What happens when somebody receives a gift? Well, here's what the Bible tells us happens. A gift perverts judgment. So basically, Alvin Bragg was purchased by George Soros to do the will of George Soros. So Alvin Bragg declared that his campaign was all about taking Trump down, convicting him. Just like his predecessor had declared exactly the same thing. Friends, this is not a game. This is a war. This is a globalistic war against everything that this country was founded on and stood for. It is the final, last, best hope of Earth to survive Satan's intent to rule the world. To rule the world and to gain dominion, ultimately, as a counterfeit Christ figure on the Temple Mount. That's where it's all heading. Now, George Soros has tried to do the same thing in a variety of other places. For instance, uh, he bankrolled the prosecutor in St. Louis, who has now been removed. Kimberly Garter, I believe, has now been removed because she was such a miserable prosecutor. She's the one that tried to sanctify Mr. Smollett. George Soros can influence global media with ties to at least 253 organizations, according to one study. A staggering 253 media organizations around the world. His journalism groups have the ability to mold public opinion on practically every continent and in many languages. Last year, George Soros dropped massive last-minute cash into Texas to help save two far-left district attorney candidates that he previously helped to prevail into office. He pushed a million dollars directly from his name and added 150000 from his federal democracy pact, too, into the Texas Justice and Public Safety Pact. Who are the people that he represents? Who are the people that he is seeking to help? The people who want to destroy the foundations of our country, friends who are not there to enforce the law, who are not there to protect the people, but who are there to create a new world order. A top George Soros director has frequent Biden White House access, according to records. Tom Perello, Open Society, U.S.'s uh, executive director and part of Soros's leadership team has frequently visited the White House 13 times on eight different days between May 21 and September 22. Over one year, 
Not too many people get that kind of privilege. Access. Money buys access, friends. Money perverts judgment. Next, George Soros' son becomes kingmaker with top Democrats as he makes multiple Biden White House visits and meets with lawmakers. I'm looking at a picture right now of Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York with Alex Soros, uh, the son of George Soros, with his arm over Chuck Schumer's shoulder. Such loving, anti-Democrat, anti-God buddies. Unbelievable. Next, left-wing billionaire George Soros funneled at least $131 million to media groups from 2016 to 2020. Now, what period of time was that? That was the period of time from Donald Trump's election to the next presidential election. In other words, George Soros used $131 million between 2006 for four years in order to spread his radical left ideas on abortion, Marxist economics, anti-Americanism, defunding the police, environmental extremism, and LGBTQ fanaticism. He did that to foment American life so that there would be no stability in American society. He is dedicated to destroying and bringing chaos to American life and society. Now, according to my reading of Scripture, Jesus said the thief comes but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I am come to give life and to give it more abundantly. So when a person dedicates themselves to destroying that which is good and representing that which is evil, it does not take a Philadelphia lawyer to figure out. You don't have to be judgmental to figure out that he is a representative of the one he serves. And that's not Jesus Christ. That's your arch enemy, Satan himself. So, let's take a look at it this way as we wrap up. For this latter-time trader in trust to gain global dominion so as to invite men to sacrifice their eternal souls for the promise of temporal peace and prosperity, that is, Satan's global governmental gospel has to become nearly universally embraced, and that's what George Soros is about. That is what this indictment is about. Satan's global governmental gospel must become nearly universally embraced. Shockingly, even now, anyone who resists the EU is called a terrorist. According to the Italian President Giorgio Napolitano, he said that at a news conference. And those broadly labeled terrorists today will be deemed traitor tomorrow. In essence, the way the law has been perverted now, 
anyone who is supporting of Donald Trump is by definition a terrorist. That's what the FBI, that's what the CIA has determined. Any parent who represents anything approaching a God-fearing approach to child-rearing, to the role of parents as the ones who should be caring for the children and so on, is by definition a terrorist. You are the enemy of world peace from their viewpoint. And as we say all the time, viewpoint determines destiny. There's no way to soft-pedal this issue, friends. And those who are broadly labeled terrorists today will be deemed traitor tomorrow. So as it was with ancient Rome, the resurrecting end-time Rome that's occurring right in front of us will brook no opposition once enthroned. And that's why the attack on Ukraine has precipitated, friends, the final formation of the final resurrection of the ancient Roman Empire by bringing within NATO all of the remaining nations that were once part of the Roman Empire to fulfill the prophecy of the of the prophet Daniel concerning the final great expression of the Colossus that he saw there in the book of Daniel. So how, how will this so-called universal acceptance be achieved? What will win the mind and heart of the world to passionately embrace globalism as the ultimate gospel for peace on earth, goodwill toward men? Massive spiritual deception. That's what's happening. Massive spiritual deception and then using the law to weaponize and strike terror and fear into those who would walk uprightly. So globalism is in reality the anti-gospel, my friend. You might want to get a copy of the book, King of the Mountain. $15, we'll put this $20 book in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org. Call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Write to us at $5 for postage and handling. Become a partner, friends. We're preparing the way of the Lord for history's final hour. Pray for the strength of those who are seeking to stand. And in your position, having done all to stand, stand, having your loins girt about with truth. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.